Welcome to The Cindy Rushton Show. Encouraging, empowering, and equipping as you step into your calling and life purpose. Here is your hostess, Cindy Rushton. Cindy Rushton Show, and I'm so happy that you are joining me today. If you're not familiar with the show, hey, go learn all about us at thecindyrushtonshow.com. You can also find me on my website at cindyrushton.com and connect with me. I'm on all your social media. You can find my podcast at all your favorite spaces and places. I got excited the other day because I was looking on Spotify, and surprise, we're there now too. So we are at any of your places pretty much that you can look for us. So go and check us out and subscribe to us. Maybe even give us some sweet feedback. We always, always appreciate that. Well, today, you probably already saw the topic. We are not created for isolation. How about that one? I can't tell you how much this topic today means to me, but it's really, really, I believe, so important, and it's so spot on time. We are not created for isolation, but relationship, and it goes way back to the garden. It goes way forward into the future. This is just how God designed us, and anything less than relationship, relationship with God, relationship with one another, relationship with ideas, relationship with creation, all of those areas were created to connect, to engage, to be a part, to enjoy. So let me begin by asking you a question. Have you been noticing like a battle waging? Have you felt it in your spirit? Have you noticed that today, The governmental solutions of our day are calling for and causing isolation just to protect people, just to pull people aside so they're protected in their health, maybe they're protected in their beliefs, but it's all isolating. Oh, that's not all. Have you you thought about like how things have shifted just in 12 short months, that there is a fruit that seems to be blossoming and getting bigger and bigger. What I mean by it is, you know, the scripture tells us that you'll know them by their fruits. Well, think about the fruit that is behind everything this year. There's division, contention, there's disunity. And I hate to say this, but there has been a revival of prejudice and hatred that I have never seen in my entire life anything like this. I grew up in Mississippi, you guys. I lived in Selma, Alabama for oh for six months. I've I've lived in Birmingham, Alabama. I've lived in Nashville, Tennessee. So I have seen how we've done things all my life. This is 53 years of it, but I've never seen anything like what I'm seeing right now. And you know what? I just want to say this up front, that today, our answer to crisis is never isolation. Our answer, let me just go out of crisis. Let's talk about our our answer in ministry can never be isolation. 
Sure, we have a discipline of solitude where we pull back and a discipline to seek God, to hear him, to dig into his word, to get to know him better, to be refueled and refreshed and, uh, and revived so that we can get back out there. But even with that, can I say that there's also the discipline that we're to have of relationship. We don't just have a relationship with God. God designed us to also have relationship with one another. He himself is the one who said, it's not good that man be alone. So he created woman. He instituted family. And then as, as you see Jesus here on earth, what did he do? He instituted the church. Can I tell you that relationship with God and with one another, with the church, with the world, that these are things that are God's ideas. They are God's plan. And although we we do have disciplines of solitude where we pull back in discipline and we seek God, his presence and his word, it's, it's very different from where we've been this past year. Look around the world, what has happened in this crisis. It's isolation, the classic results that come from isolation. Again, it's division, suspicion, alienation, disunity, fear, instability, insecurity, and chaos. Our churches are closed. Our social interactions are interrupted. Our voice is censored. Oh, yeah. Don't think I haven't noticed mine being censored. Our connections are strained and they're broken. And I hear God calling his children to reconnect. You're part of family. You, my sweet friend, have a role. You are part of a body and you have a part to do. Without you, the whole body is dysfunctional. Without you working properly and in a healthy way, I'm talking about God-healed kind of way. The whole body's dysfunctional. Yeah. You have a part. You are part of a vine. You're intended to stay connected so you can operate on the sustenance that God provides and bear fruit with the whole. You're part of something so much bigger than just you. And you're not intended for isolation. You're not intended to be cut off. You're not intended to have to do this thing by yourself. Now, probably, if you're listening to my program, you are probably a leader in the church. Or you want to be. And and of all the people, I know, I know how it is to be vulnerable and to connect and to let people in and let them be a part of what we are about and and let them know us, let them have direct access to us. And boy, do I know how some people can misuse that. I've been in ministry, goodness, what is this, almost 35 years. And you guys, I have seen the good, the bad, the ugly of church. I have been right there serving even longer than that. Since I was a little girl, I served in church. So yes, I've seen the good, the bad, the ugly. But God does not intend for us to be isolated. First Peter 5 says it this way. It says, pour out all your worries and your stress upon him and leave them there. For he tenderly cares for you. Be well balanced 
and always alert because your enemy, the devil, roams around incessantly like a roaring lion looking for its prey to devour. Take a decisive, listen to this, take a decisive stand against him. Resist his every attack with strong and vigorous faith, for you know that your believing brothers and sisters around the world are experiencing the same kind of troubles you endure. And then, after your brief suffering, the God of all loving grace, who has called you to share in his eternal glory in Christ, will personally, mm, this is good, He will personally and powerfully restore you and make you stronger than ever. Yes, he will set you firmly in place and build you up. And he has all the power needed to do this forever. Amen. I love this passage. It has offered me strength over and over and over throughout my life. I've gone through many difficult times, and it's this passage that has pulled me on through. It has given me wisdom. It's given me an action plan for how I was to handle that difficult time. I can't even tell you how many different ones, but it's been in relationships. It's been in my profession. It has been in my ministry. It has been, yeah, in the church. And this passage has got so much for us. Today, I notice this yet again. It is the perfect passage for us today. I want to challenge you to really make this part of you. Go back. This is an invitation to a conversation of you just sitting there and unpacking this passage and letting God speak to your heart. But for right now, I just want us to notice how we need each other. In isolation, we are cut off from each other and what God can do to minister to us and through each other. It's much more difficult to stand in crisis when we stand alone. Let's go back to verse 8. Look at what it says. Be well balanced. Uh Uh-huh. This is part of you being balanced. Be well balanced and always alert. That means that, okay, When we're in our situations and we maybe are feeling like we're under a lot of pressure, maybe we're feeling a lot of confusion, maybe we're feeling a lot of fear, what is our first response? You know what? If we want to be well-balanced and we want to be alert, we need to be alert about this. Because listen to what it says. Because your enemy, the devil, roams around incessantly, like a roaring lion trying for its prey to devour. Okay, now this is why. Now, I want to bring something out here. I want you to know that the enemy is not a lion, just like he's not many of the things that he would like for us to believe. He does act like many things. All his actions are always counterfeit to what he really is, and you need to know that. He likes to tell you your things that are that, that what you are is not what you are or that you are what you're not. <laughs> he is a thief of our identity. And he is always lying to us about who we are, what we can do, what we're here for, who is who who God is, how God can help us or he wants to tell us he can't or that he won't. 
he's always trying to tell you what you can't do, what you shouldn't do. And it's not in agreement with God's word. He loves to try to swap out truth of your identity for a lie. He wants for you to be shaken in who you are. He wants for you to be in agreement with him because then he can wipe you out. If you lose touch with who you are and why you're here, you are like, you're like a sitting duck. But I'm going to tell you another thing about him. goes back to what I was just saying. He wants to tell you he's stuff he's not too. Like that he's your answer. That he's the way. <laughs> he is not the way. That he gives you some life that you're somehow missing with God. That he gives you some abilities to be yourself apart from God. He loves to lie to us. But yeah, he wants to convince you that you're li- he's like a lion. And how are lions? Well, guess what? <laughs> he acts like a lion in many ways. He, he acts like a lion because lions are always on the hunt for their next victim. You know, they have that oh, belly that they seem to always be hungry for the blood. I'm talking about they want, they have a taste for blood and they completely devour their victims. A lion is always on the prey. And I can tell you, Satan is always on the prey. It says here again that he roams around incessantly. That's without ceasing. Constantly looking for its prey. His prey to devour. Yeah, he wants to devour you. He wants to devour your dreams. He wants to devour your gifts. He wants to devour your hope. He wants to devour your faith for sure, for sure, for sure. And just like a lion, the enemy, he wants to devour you so that you absolutely despair. He is always behind despair, depression, and even when people try to attempt to take their life or whenever they take their lives, he wants to destroy you. He's the one. That's him. But he's like a lion, always looking to devour. He's also like a lion because he sneaks up on his prey when it's completely unaware. You know what? You may think, okay, well, I'm not doing anything right now. He'll leave me alone. La. He wants to get you now. Because he doesn't want you to even start. Then you say, well, maybe I'll be smack dab in the middle of business and ministry. And I'll be doing things for the kingdom and he'll leave me alone. Oh, he will not. Because he wants to thwart you. He wants to mess up your voice. He wants to cause people to, to get the wrong idea about who you are and what you're about. He is alive and well trying to devour those who are trying to fulfill the calling that God has on their life. Does it mean you don't do it? Absolutely not. Because guess what? The Bible tells us you are a victor. You are more than an overcomer. So no, we don't give him his way. We are just on to how he works. Here's the most interesting thing. Lions use fear to isolate their victims so they can fully devour them. Now, I want for you to think about this. Maybe go as a homework assignment after the show and and look at some movie or some show that can give you uh, information about lions and how they work. It will blow you away. Especially when you think about that the enemy 
is like, he tries to act like a lion. Yeah, if you look, what do lions do? They roar and they pounce. Like they come up to this flock and they roar and they pounce. Why? Well, science has told us that lions don't have really great vision. So when they come up to a herd, they don't see that, ooh, this is a herd, lots of little prey. (laughs) No, they look at it and they see it as one big object. They don't know if this is like some really scary creature or if it is like a flock that are individual pieces and parts and, and individual beings. Satan does the same thing. He comes to the church and all he sees is big, big fortification. However, he doesn't stop coming at it. Because no, he pounces, he roars, and guess what happens? He works in a way that causes fear. Maybe it's fear for vulnerability. Maybe it's fear for from people being rejecting of you. Maybe it's fear that you're not going to be accepted or that you won't have a part. Or maybe it's fear that you're going to get hurt again. Whatever it is, Satan would love you to be isolated from the whole. And if you're in a church and you've been hurt, I'm not saying stay in the mess. There's a lot of churches that are exposing themselves right now. I have said this in many of my prophetic words that I've shared on social media and on my website, that this is a season of exposure. And I believe it's because God wants you, again, connected. (laughs) This is totally on the side, but somebody needs to hear this right now. He wants you connected. But you need to be picky about who you connect with because how can, the Bible says in Amos 3.3, how can we walk together unless we are agreed, unless we're one, unless we're yoked up, unless we are like-minded, unless we're abiding in the vine, unless we're part of a body. Are you hearing me here on this? You don't want to be part of darkness. And there are plenty of places where leadership has long ago compromised. They have chosen sin. Some of them may not even really be believers. They may be counterfeits. Don't be surprised. But you have mothers and fathers in the body of Christ to connect with. I thank you that you are still listening to this podcast right now. And I believe I'm called to be a mother in the body of Christ. I'm called to, to help, help to be able to clarify what God's plan is for the church and what he wants for the church today. I'm to speak life into you, encourage you, empower you, and equip you for your callings and your life purpose. I'm here to disciple the disciplers. And... I'm here as a mom to help train up, teach, impart, empower the body of Christ. And I'm very fully aware that this is just more of what Jesus commanded us to do in his very last words before he ascended to heaven. This is part of what we are supposed to all be about. But I can tell you, I have seen enough churches today that are missing it. I've seen big name speakers and prophets and preachers that right now are revealing their true colors. They are. I don't think it's an accident. I believe this is preparation because I believe that we are in the last hours of the last days. Yeah. The last days, by the way, began when Pentecost occurred. But you know what? The last hours 
or as the Lord is getting ready to catch his church up in the rapture. And I believe that these days are here. These are the last hours. And we need to be very, very careful that what we're about is strengthening us so we can each fulfill the calling that we have. But if you are finding yourself feeling like, oh my goodness, I'm out of balance. I feel like I'm distracted. I can't pay attention to my calling. Then watch your connections. Not This does not mean you isolate no, because isolation, Satan will devour you and he will do it even more today than ever before. Yep, he's like a lion. He wants to come and he will roar and he will pounce. He will do all sorts of tricks and they're pretty much like what you see with a lion because he, he doesn't know exactly what he's got a hold of. But he knows you're vital and he wants to devour. And what happens? Okay, going back to lions, you know what happens when they pounce and they roar? Again, their vision is so limited that they see this big flock of animals and they don't know if those animals are a giant animal or many individuals, a.k.a. one is dinner. <laughs> so they roar and they pounce. And guess what happens? The weaklings run off to themselves in fear. That's when they become prey. And I can tell you today that the enemy is just like this. This is his tactic. This is his strategy. He's like a lion. Have you ever noticed what precedes your meltdowns where you fall all to pieces when you are afraid? Is there a lot of loud noise? Maybe you hear enough of it that you become queasy, anxious frightened. Well, unless you're connected, you're going to run into isolation trying to get away. That's exactly when the enemy is going to pounce upon you because he is like a lion. Think about all the times you found yourself either in despair or in the, even in the clutches of sin. Was there a lot of noise? Was there a lot of fear? Think about it. What, you were afraid that relationship was going to end. Boom. You're isolated. You're putting everything you have into it. You're compromising. Boom. He gets you. Doesn't he? What about your provision? Where you think, oh my goodness, how am I, I going to make it? What about your crisis situation? Where you feel alone. You feel like nobody is listening. Nobody hears you. Nobody sees what's going on. And you feel isolated. And you don't let them in. They should just know what you're going through. Hello? What about your losses? Where nobody seemed to see it. And you felt so alone. You heard a lot of voices in your head saying, they don't care. Look at here. They're just using me. They're just... Are you hearing what I'm saying here? You think nobody cares. What happened? Did you pull away? Did you pull back? Did you put a wall up? How did that work? Did the isolation work? Is that when the enemy came in to attack you? Did that, that isolation open you up to a very difficult attack? And then you didn't know how to get out of it? Come on. 
It made you vulnerable to be devoured because guess what? what? What's going on here? What happened? Well, like a lion, when the enemy got you separated from the flock, he comes in for the kill. He comes at you with full force. He pounces upon you. He chews you up. He spits you out. He devours you. He had a taste for destroying you. And by the way, he's bent on stealing, killing, destroying your life. Beloved, you are not intended for isolation. God said it's not good. That's why his answer was family, the first institution of marriage. That's why he had the institution of his government made of a people that were each following him, but they were joined in community as his people of God, the Israelites, remember? And now look at the institution of church and kingdom, the kingdom of God in unity and in union together. God intends for us to be fully supported, fully protected, no matter what we face in life. My sweet friend, don't do this thing alone. Don't let the enemy convince you that you are better off alone and away from other people. Today, get connected. Rise up out of isolation. Be vulnerable to let other people in and, and, and just let them know you. Let them know your life. Open yourself up to relationship. Pour yourself into others, giving them a safe place so they can be in relationship with you, so that they're not isolated. I'm telling you, this is how we get knit together as one. Pour yourself into your brothers and your sisters in Christ. Let's be compassionate shepherds who tenderly care for God's flock and who feed them well, for you have the responsibility to God protect and oversee. Consider it a joyous pleasure and not merely a religious duty. Lead from the heart under God's leadership, not as a way to gain finances dishonestly, but as a way to eagerly and cheerfully serve. Don't be controlling tyrants, but lead others by your beautiful examples to the flock. And when the shepherd king appears, you, you will win the victor's crown of glory that never fades away. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this word. Lord, thank you for reminding us that it is so important that we are in community. God, thank you for reminding us that we are not created for isolation, that we are created for relationship, for communion, for union, for unity. And God, I just thank you that you are working in your children today. Thank you. that This is one of the things you want for us to be mature and in unity when you come. Lord, this is part of preparing as your beautiful bride. And God, I know that these days are, I mean, it's all really nice. And I'm so excited about that. Lord, this is one of our things we need to do to prepare. I, I love that you remind us in scripture that during the days like these, we need to be together more. We need to be fellowshipping more. 
We need to be studying together more. We need to be breaking bread even more. God, I ask you to bring possibilities across our path. Lord, that this is not just a pie-in-the-sky idea, but Lord, no matter who we are, we are called to be your church wherever we are, right first in our families, in our homes, but then right in our communities, in in our subdivisions, on our streets, in our cities, in our states, in our nations. And then all around the world, Lord, but it's first here. It's first here. And I hear you reminding us to enlarge the place of our tent, our homes, our home's influence that we have. Lord, I thank you for Isaiah 54 because it is truth more today than ever before for us. And Lord, we commit, we commit to enlarge our tent and to bring those inside that we can we can love on, that we can feed with your word, the deep word, the word that will help them to persevere. Lord, I thank you that you are reminding us to not shell off and hide away and be in seclusion and isolation. It is a very dangerous place. Lord, I thank you that you're reminding us right now more than ever to connect and to be part of your beautiful family. Thank you that you adopted us. Thank you that we're now brothers and sisters, that we're never to be alone again. Lord, thank you for your beautiful plans for us. We praise you. We lift you on high. We thank you so much for what you did to bridge the gap between us and you. Lord, you came to us. You swapped it all. You gave us new identity, new righteousness. You gave us new positioning. You gave us new power and authority. And God, today we press in. We press in. We let go. We don't let the enemy tell us who he says we are or to try to lie to us about who we aren't. (laughs) Lord, I just thank you that because of what you've done through Jesus Christ, we have promise. We have life. We have truth. We can see the way. And God, I just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I thank you that you made this possible. And I praise you. I lift you on high. I thank you for this podcast and the opportunity to take it out to the world. And I just ask you to to bless it and to bless every person that touches. For us in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, you guys... Thank you for joining me. I hope that you have an amazing week. Hey, make sure to tune in next week. We've got an amazing show, and I don't think you want to miss it. You're going to love it. Uh, Let's just say I've got a guest coming next week that is the real deal, and I think you're going to love hearing our discussion. It was just simply powerful, and so definitely, definitely don't miss that. If, by the way, you haven't heard all the other shows that we have here with the Cindy Rushton Show. Go check them out today at the CindyRushtonShow.com.
Of course, again, you can find me at cindyrushton.com. That's my website. And you can also, at either of those spaces or places, you can connect. You can follow other things I have going on. Just connect with me because that is how you can stay in touch. I have a mailing list that I send out articles each week. We have other things on the horizon. We are even right now doing a 31-day challenge that if you are not in it, uh, come and join us. Our sessions are amazing, and we are really making tracks. We It's not too late. If you may say, but Cindy, is the 21st of January. Well, we just started our second week. So you can come and be a part of this. You know what? One of our uh, one of our participants is already a finisher, two weeks. So that means that if there are two more weeks left in the challenge, you can finish two. And by the way, you do get your 31 days. So come on, join if you need some special encouragement. This is how you connect with community. And we have a lot of other things coming up. So don't miss that. The way to stay connected is going to my website, cindyrushton.com, or going to the cindyrushtonshow.com and connecting with me. Also, by the way, if you have missed any of the other shows, you can look them up on the website or you can look them up on your favorite podcasting app. So tune in, connect, and hey, share me with some of your friends. Help us grow. Give me some feedback. Give me some likes. And that's how we grow. That's how we get to connect with more people. So share us today. Okay, you guys, I am going to sign off for the week. Thank you for being a part of this week's show. Have a great week. Talk to you soon. And that's a wrap for the Cindy Rushton Show. We will be back next week for another awesome show. If you can't wait until then, check out other great episodes and our show notes online at our website, cindyrushton.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our show at any of your favorite podcast services so you don't miss even one episode. 